So the key is to make them stop on your ad and make them really engage with it. So the more engaging and the more you know bright and colorful and and appealing your imagery is, the more likely you are to snag more of that attention. So anything from making sure that the flow of traffic is optimized from you know the newsfeed all the way down to the point of sale. Welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast show where we interview founders of fast-growing seven- and eight-figure e-commerce businesses and e-commerce experts. They'll tell their stories, share how they 2X'd their businesses, and inspire you to take action in your own online retail business today. And now, here he is, the man in the mix, Kunle Campbell. This episode is brought to you by Remarketing. Remarkety is an email marketing platform specifically built for e-commerce businesses. With Remarkety, emails are automatically triggered by shopper behavior and purchase history. With a few simple clicks, Remarkety allows you to recover abandoned carts, win back inactive customers, make product recommendations, deliver newsletters, and a whole lot more. In other words, emails you will send through Remarkety will be highly targeted with glaring improvements on your open rates, click rates, and most importantly, conversions. You're also able to track revenue generated from every single email sent by Remarkety. Try Remarkety absolutely free for 30 days, no credit cards, and no contracts. To sweeten the deal, 2x e-commerce listeners can get Remarkety for 30% off an entire year using the coupon code PODCAST30. That is coupon code podcast three zero visit remarkety.com to learn more remarkety is email marketing for e-commerce simplified hello guys welcome to today's episode today's show is all about influencer marketing on instagram and i'm joined by simon height the founder of ig shoutout network it's a pioneering first of its kind Instagram marketing platform. I'll tell you how it works. It it's pretty much a platform where brands can hire, you know, Instagram experts, you know, from from there. It's a marketplace of in Instagram influencers. So um creators, producers, brands and individuals can purchase shout outs on Instagram accounts and Instagram accounts holders basically can monetize that they influence. From an e-commerce standpoint, we're going to talk about how to utilize Instagram influencers and, and how IG Shoutout actually helps. Without further ado, I'd like to welcome Simon to the show. Welcome to the show, please, Simon. Thank you, Kunlai. Good to be with you. Good stuff. Good stuff. Could you take a minute or two to you know, tell, uh, introduce yourself to, to listeners? Well, um, I've been in the social media game for uh, professionally for over a decade now. It all started with Zanga and MySpace. Um, from humble beginnings, I used to promote my uncle's surf shop on Hawaii, uh, on MySpace, and did pretty well with that when I was about 13 years old. And uh, uh, between then and now, just doing things like promoting music artists on MySpace and graduating to things like Facebook and then eventually mobile-centric platforms like Instagram. And uh, eventually, I realized that a lot of the influential accounts are monetizing their following to to e-commerce sites in the within the relevant niches. So I recognized an opportunity and I built what has come to fruition as IG Shadow Network. 
Okay. 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 So, do you have a music background? Because um, you, you said you you, you help bands um, you know, with the with, with social media. I do. I work uh, actually part time for a record label here in Los Angeles, and I develop the websites and handle a lot of the social media marketing for artists and producers and things of that nature. Uh, have you worked with any bands that youth uh, listeners would have heard of? There's bands like The Main and. Uh, things like that, yeah. Okay, all right, cool. Right, um, so so why I brought you on board to really um, talk about Instagram marketing, and mm-hmm. you know, you've you set up IG Shoutout for how long? For for approximately what? Um, let's see. It was founded in the summer of 2013, so that's a fair, uh, fair amount about of time. About a year and a half now. Okay. Yeah. A year and a half. Okay. Oh, almost and, three uh, years actually. Sorry, the math was wrong on that one. Three years. Okay, and yeah. how how does IG shout out? So so that you 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 are um so so you you're at the start of Instagram, you know when it was not necessarily quite mainstream now, um, mm. and you've seen it grow, and you you will have your your database of influencers would have grown over over the period. But before we talk about that, could you explain to because I think I did uh, I didn't do such a good job at the start of <laughs> an IG shout out, but could you? Um, explain how IG Shoutout Network actually works. Well, sure. Well, the the model is sort of like Etsy or Fiverr.com, if your listeners are familiar with those models. But basically what it is, we facilitate the correspondence and transactions between the influential user and the big brands who want to leverage those users' followings. So what we have is an online marketplace where if you're an influential user, you can set up a pricing pattern for you know, how much you want to charge for the promoted posts, mm-hmm. and then uh, the the brands and 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 so on can come and shop around for which influencers they want to build social campaigns with. And what we have on the site is a uh, communication heavy interface where where you're allowed to, you know, formulate those campaign strategies and measure their effectiveness after after the fact. Okay. Okay. I'm on IG shout outs, um, shout outs dot com and I write there, you know, on well on the navigation area I could filter the influencers by category. So there's fitness, cars, travel, humor, food and nutrition, ladies, celebrity and fashion. So I'll just hover over to fashion and and then there, there are a few influencers here. Now there's there's there seems to be like a price range um, nine to twelve dollars for one person who's got two hundred one hundred and two thousand followers another has got forty eight thousand followers and um, there's a price range could you explain what the the price range is all about um how do you sort of hire them and what you what kind of actions do you ask them to do and there's also a review system which is quite nifty I like that yeah right on um this price range is describes the uh, range in duration that the post can go up for. Mm-hmm. So for example, the lower end prices is usually about one hour. So they'll charge anywhere from, these influencers will charge anywhere from $5 up to you know several thousand dollars per post. Mm-hmm. So these lower end uh, niche pages will charge, you know say $8 for one hour for your post to be live on their page for one hour. Mm-hmm. And then up to you know $100 and that'll be you know 12 hours or Many different options that, that they have available are you can be tagged in the photo for an additional X amount of dollars, or you know if if there needs to be tangible products shipped, then you can formulate that you know through the correspondence. But that's another one of those higher end uh, price range okay. selections they can choose. Okay, 
And, and why an hour? You know, is, is an hour sufficient um, for for a brand for for a brand to gain exposure? Why why don't the posts just sit? You know, on, on the Instagram page for for well. That the, the durations are at the vendor or the influencer's discretion. So, if you want to keep it up for one hour, you know that's obviously going to be a lower price. But mm-hmm. if the page is very active, one hour can actually still have a pretty pretty drastic effect because all, the most of the engagement happens during the first few hours of the post being uploaded anyway, and tapers mm-hmm. off and really kind of hits bottom after about six hours. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the sweet spot, so so to speak, is between one and six hours. Okay, so you, you get maximum exposure within that hour. And then what about the times? Yeah. Um, what obviously when everybody's asleep, it be it would not make sense actually publishing yeah. to. So so what yeah. kind of trends are you seeing from a scheduling standpoint to actually work on Instagram? Well, it really depends on the individual pages. Um, you know, they're they're. They're following where they're located. So we just recently had a page join. They're all from Poland, and the vast majority of the following is from Poland. So mm-hmm. what we do is we have that, you know, in the time zone, obviously, and we display that to the to the potential buyer, so that they they're well aware of what the time zone is of all the followers. Not only the time zone, but things like interests. So, for example, if it's a fashion page, then it's obviously going to be, you know majority women or you know if it's a cute animals page it's going to be majority women or younger folks we have those demographic data you know available to the privileged users who who are shopping around to buy the promotions okay that makes a lot of sense okay besides hosting and you know hosting the the listings for for these influencers what other data do you have access to after the purchase? So I'm a brand, say I'm a fashion brand, and you know I'm trying to pump up my my um my Instagram account. And um, at the minute we have say twenty thousand you know Instagram followers, and our target is hundred thousand. So we come on to IG shoutouts to reach out to an influencer to say publish our. Um, autumn winter collection just you know uh, an outfit we think you know is quite popular um and we we successfully sort of purchase um a, a deal or a, a shout out or a, mm-hmm. some exposure my question really has to do with how do you have data on the performance of what i've purchased currently um the data reporting that we have is more follower centric since it's a little bit harder for us to integrate with, you know, e-commerce end user to to see how how the impact affected sales. So basically, what we do in our in our backend is we'll report, you know, on a line graph when the post went up mm-hmm. and the upticks on that line graph. So you can benchmark against time, you know, time and followers on the axis, yeah. and you can see, you know, on which date you gained how many followers. So Basically, it's a blip on the chart, and you can read it that way to see how many followers you've gained on what time, what sort of time period. Mm-hmm. Um, we have that, and that's pretty much it that we have uh, now. Uh, I think but in the future, we look towards you know building more valuable reporting system. Yeah, that, that's sufficient in in the sense that um, you know you no one's going to want to provide access to 
their their analytics on on sales. Um, that that was my question precisely. If you you know um, sort of mapped out the impact on the net impact on on followers to to their account, because I suppose there there'll be two objectives for um for for listing on on IG shoutouts. One would be to bump up um your follower count and your your accounts um. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second would be, I suppose, um, sales, direct sales, which, you know, is hit and miss on, on social media anyway. Right on, true. So moving on to um, looking at IG shoutouts again, where are you? you? You have fitness, cars, travel, humor, food, ladies, celebrity and fashion. Where are you seeing the most activity? What categories are you seeing? The, the the most interest and the most activity the most interest and the most activity on my site would definitely have to be in the fitness and the food nutrition realm okay so we have now 61 accounts under the fitness category as you can see mm-hmm. a lot of the uh, transactions do take place offsite that are, are more centered on consumer goods electronics a lot of app deals are going on where mm. a lot of the younger demographic accounts are being uh, purchased on to be promoting you know games and and useful apps that a lot of the younger demographic uses okay okay and um, how would you describe an influencer on Instagram well there are two main types there's an influencer who is it's generally just called an influencer they have their face attached to their the likeliness of their brand. So, for example, if I'm an influencer, then it's my name. I'm Simon Height, and I'm, you know, it, my appeal is me. Now, on the other head of the coin is a niche page where it's more of an interest. So, for example, uh, I have a fitness page called Fitness Digest that has about two hundred thousand followers. So that doesn't really have you know a face to the name. It's more like a an interest or a fan page, and the value of promotions on a fan page are significantly lower because uh, you know followers are far more likely to to act and to engage with an actual person, yes. albeit an impersonal medium like social media. I see, I see. And from the two accounts um, on IG Shoutout, and where where are you seeing um, more activity or more interest um, stemming from? Well, with the bigger brands, you're seeing more interest with the influencers and with the uh, kind of mom and pop or, or the startups or the, the startups that started last week. You're starting to see more and more you know, interaction and, and transactions going down on the niche pages. So there's something in it for everyone. So like I said earlier, there's you know the prices range from anywhere from five dollars all the way up to several thousand dollars yeah, post. So I, I could see some really interesting you know price ranges on here. Okay, mm-hmm. um, so how do you sign up influencers on a regular basis on, on IG Shoutouts? Well, what they do is they come on to the site. They authorize their Instagram account by, uh, you know, by API, and that'll prove that they're, they actually own the account. So we have some, uh, some leeway there, sort of some proof. So what we do is we have a list in the back end of, uh, of all the applications of people trying to apply. So what we do is we weed out the ones who obviously aren't, you know, having genuine engagement and we weed out the ones who don't have, you know, high enough following. So what we do is we want to make sure that uh, the influencers 
we let on board are you know of that highest quality okay. so that you know people who spend their hard-earned marketing dollars towards a goal will actually get you know get what they're paying for okay so what's the minimum number of followers you you will consider to, to uh, shout out for you know, it's a it's a range, but generally, if uh, if it's a niche we don't have very many accounts in, I'll be more lenient. But generally, it's about twenty five thousand followers and at least engagement ratio of like you know one percent. So if it's you have a hundred thousand followers, you should see at least you know a thousand followers on average per post. But we generally don't accept pages that get less than a few hundred likes per post. Okay. Okay. So uh, that engagement ratio is um, likes to likes per post um, to to the total followers. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. And one percent is kind of like the threshold. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Cool. That makes sense. Okay. Now, from most of the listeners here are less of influencers on you know Instagram, and more mm-hmm. there'll be more media buyers. Um, so, from a media buying standpoint, what are um, what best practices um, from from all the data you've got since twenty thirteen? Do you have um, to share with 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 listeners on on the show on engaging with influencers? Right. Well, a lot of the tips I can give you are you know pretty cut and dry and pretty obvious, such as. You know, making sure the the image you submit or the video you submit is of the highest quality and it's effectively you know conveying your your product or service that you're offering and mm-hmm. just making sure every little nitpick is is optimized. So anything from you know the quality of the video to to what you're saying in the captions is making sure you're you know driving as much traffic and attention. So obviously, when a kid or when a an end user, a consumer, if you will. Is is browsing Instagram? Their behavior is such as, you know, it's very impulsive. It's very fast paced, and they're scrolling up and down their newsfeed, and, and half the time they don't even stop on an image if it doesn't interest them. Hmm. So the key is to make them stop on your ad and make them really engage with it. So the more engaging and the more you know bright and colorful and and appealing your imagery is, the more likely you are to snag more of that attention. So anything from making sure that the flow of traffic is optimized from you know the newsfeed all the way down to the point of sale, making sure every little bit is is optimized and fast as possible. Because these kids, let's face it, they got they have a low attention span. So if 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 they're seeing that it's hard to check out, they might just close out. So the the best way is just to make sure everything's as easy as possible, cut and dry, and you know there's just so many different ways you can. Optimize that. Okay, so you, you talk about kids. Um, it, it, could you so you know flesh out the term kids? Do, 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 mm. You mean millennials? You, do you mean under eighteens? Do, do you mean yeah, kids millennials? Um, there's generally a few different age brackets, but thirteen to seventeen is one, and eighteen to twenty four is a, another pretty big one, and then anywhere beyond twenty five is starts to taper off into how many you know people are using it. Mm. Mm-hmm. So the the two main demographics are thirteen to seventeen, and then eighteen to twenty four. Those eighteen to twenty four year olds, though, those those are the ones that you want to aim for most because those are the ones that are you know obviously going to have the money to purchase your product or service or are willing to act upon what you're trying to get out there. 
Interesting. So you reckon that um, over 25-year-olds, uh, Instagram is not necessarily uh, the platform for, for over 25-year-olds? Well, I mean, it is. It really just depends on the niche. So if the niche is like travel-oriented or you know, like success, motivation, entrepreneurship oriented, then you can have the, obviously those more, more of those older demographics. Actually, my mother owns a yoga page with 140,000 followers. And I'd say the majority of the followers on there are, you know, 20, 25, even older. Well, did you help her set it up or did she do it all herself? Uh, I helped her set up a lot of it, but, uh, all the content there she's responsible for. That's very, very, very inspiring. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Um, so from an image standpoint, um, from the data that's come into IG Shoutout, um, what brands or what images have you have blown, you know, blown your mind um, in terms of the response um, and um, the engagement they received? Right. So, you know, if you're following a page that's, for example, fitness oriented and you have a product in the fitness industry, like say... Uh, a supplement. So, you know, a lot of what a lot of brands have started to do and that they see as more effective is to integrate the product with the influencer themselves. So, you know, if I'm following this person of interest, then I'm more likely to engage with the post if that person of interest is actually in the post mm-hmm. and holding the product mm-hmm. than say if they just posted a photograph of the product itself. Mm-hmm. So there's, for example, one very effective way that marketers are you know they're 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 putting an ad in front of the user, but they're not bombarding them with commercialized, you know, imagery and verbiage. Mm-hmm. So there's that, and also you know, different marketers are seeing that you know when they first try, they first try like you know the product with a text overlay on the image, mm-hmm. and that's somewhat effective, but that you know that's less likely to be approved by the influencer because it's very commercialized, and more vendors are wanting to not appear so you know bought out. Mm-hmm. if you will, and more just like a subtle product placement type of endorsement. Mm. Well, how do you do that with a niche um, um, page? With a niche, yeah, it's, it's a little bit harder. So usually they, they just submit you know something that's more relevant to that niche. So if it's fitness, they'll put like a fitness model holding the product or or they'll just dress it up in, an, in a nice way where it's not too commercialized or invasive or you know annoying, if you will. So, it's, for example, if it's you know, if it's supplements, then they might put some supplements you know in the gym, have a cool backdrop, and and just make it appealing visually. Okay, okay, okay. Right, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, now um, I have a well. What tips do you have for brands listening, e-commerce brands listening, to rapidly grow their Instagram pages? Well, there's a lot of different methods. What you, what the best thing you can do is prove your value to be followed. Make your account followable. You know, update regularly with very good content that's relevant to your niche. Find out what does good. Find out what engages well. You know, and just emulate that across your channel. So if you see, you know, a competitor doing it really well with certain type of posts, then you might want to consider emulating what they do. So, for example. You know, if you have a post where the messaging is centered around friendship or or love, a lot of people will see that and then they'll tag the friends or they'll tag their lovers or they'll tag whoever. But to really kind of steer that behavior, 
-hmm. it's recommended that in the caption you'll put something very engaging, like, you know, tag somebody that reminds this of them or Mm -hmm. tag your soulmate or, you know, something like just telling them what to do because a lot of people just like to be told what to do and they'll follow the directions yes absolutely so ta- from, from what i just picked up now tagging is a really important yes element um, for, for and what i mean by tagging is you know obviously you you type in at your friend's username so mm-hmm. that way you kind of you kind of get that viral spread now another good way is to hashtag under the relevant interests okay. and if you're getting a lot of engagement then you actually have the opportunity to to show up on the top post under that hashtag. So, for example, I own a page called Sweden, okay. and every time I tag Scandinavia on my pictures, I usually, since I get a lot of likes, I usually end up being on the top posts under the hashtag Scandinavia. Mm. And that really helps to bring in more eyeballs from, you know, people who are browsing that hashtag that wouldn't otherwise have seen it. Do you own the, 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 the handle at Sweden? Yes. <laughs> Okay. All right. how, how many accounts do you do you own in, on on Instagram? I personally own about a half a dozen. Um, I have okay. co-ownership with a half a dozen more. Do, do you mind if we link to the um, it's to your your personal Instagram accounts from the show notes of uh, this episode? I don't mind at all. Okay. So we'll uh, we'll pass it on after the um, the call. Okay. Cool. Great. And um, I suppose that they're all in their thousands, um, the, the followership. Yeah, hundreds of thousands, yeah. Hundreds of thousands, okay. Yeah. So we talked about tagging, um, we talked about hashtags. Um, what other tips do you, do you have um, for brands listening, looking to, to grow um, their, their Instagram accounts quite aggressively? Right. Just the more people within their industry that they reach out to and collaborate with, the better. So... You know, if you're selling, you know, GoPro, for example, mm-hmm. they will reach out to influencers on the network that are centered around, you know, action sports and and travel and photography. Mm-hmm. And the more people you reach out to, the more people have posting you, the more opportunity you have to gain your following. And another good tactic that I've seen people use is on the people who are posting. Mm-hmm. They'll post a, a, an image that says something like, uh, okay, here's a good example of a food niche. I will get posted on this page that has a million followers, mm-hmm. and I will have a picture of very unhealthy-looking brownies. But in the caption, I'll say, healthy, vegan, egg-free, gluten-free brownies. You know, For the recipe, go follow this food page. And if you if you click through, you'll notice that that food page is private. So mm-hmm. what that does is it forces the the end user to follow that page. And when you have the uh, request coming in, you just approve them, approve them, approve them, and you'll see that your following rate will grow. You know, double digit percentages. So would you suggest as opposed to not doing it? Uh, that's very clever. Would you suggest that um, if you know um, brands come onto IG shout out? And collaborate with 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 influencers and you know niche pages that they set their accounts to private. Yeah, while they're being promoted on these pages, it's generally I, I wouldn't say for every campaign. It's a generally good practice to put your account on private so that you know in order for those follow, potential followers to gain access, they are forced to follow you. And then you know obviously when they do follow you, they'll be looking for that content set that you know you promised. Okay. So, for example, if it's a recipe, then you can put 
that image and you know subsequent recipe in the caption, okay. Okay. which I find does really well. Okay, these these are really really awesome tips. Um, is are there any other is there any other question I haven't asked, um, or any other tips you 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 think um they can learn from or they could use any other tactics? I believe we've covered all the bases really. Okay, yeah. Um, as far as optimizing the checkout flow, I'd say that's you know more at their discretion. But you know the more simple and the more cut and dry the process of point of sale is, I'd say is is just you know the most effective. So. If you have guest checkout enabled, I think that's optimized because a lot of people are too lazy to make an account. Or, mm-hmm. you know, I've seen a lot of people who, who are coming to me and complaining that they don't get a lot of sales. But then I'm checking out their their user flow and they're asking, you know, the customer to to answer you know a dozen questions before they can even check out. So there's mm-hmm. definitely a lot of ways where you can really you know UX experiences. You know, that's obviously out their discretion. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think just the most optimized way is just to just to make it as simple as possible. So, so the, the really, really core, um, one is obviously your content, you know, building out a, <laughs> you know, a, a share-worthy, you know, um, well, a portfolio of them, you know, share-worthy content. And then the next really is um, tagging, um, where you tag, you know, friend. you ask people to tag their friends, you know, have that call to action, you know, always right. ask people to do stuff. Um, the other thing you said was um, hashtags. You know, working hashtags, and um, the other thing is collaborating um, with with people in the industry, as well as using networks like IG. Um, shout out, um, mm-hmm. right? So, um, time. Let's talk about time. Let's finally talk about time investment on Instagram and return on investment. From your, um, you've been around. Um, you know, you you you. I, I consider you an expert, an Instagram marketing expert. Um, and from your perspective, what um. What kind of time would do do brands spend, or should they spend managing their Instagram account, especially when they're trying to reach out to to this to the millennial, um, you know, um, age age bracket, the eighteen to twenty four year olds. You know, I'd say they the more time spent, the more you know positive benefit you can get out of it. So, you know, obviously you're going to want to be updating your your account, you know regularly i'd say at least two posts a day will suffice but sometimes even more i wouldn't go overboard and do you know a post every two hours but you know i'd say a general good rule of thumb is a post every three hours if you're trying to maintain a very active following Mm -hmm. as far as the different ways that you know brands and marketers can really optimize and, and appeal to millennials is is obviously things happen very fast on instagram so you know if they have a video that's very engaging because obviously it's you know more imagery for the same you know for the same effect mm-hmm. or not the same effect but the uh, you know for the same uh, time slot basically. Okay. So I'd say videos are good uh, use of your efforts because they're you know very engaging and instead of one picture it's you know however many frames are in fifteen seconds to get your point across. Right. Um- I would we'll just wrap up now, and um, prior to wrapping up, um, what tools? Um, what what are your Instagram? Um, what, what Instagram marketing tools do you? Well, would you recommend for for managing um, accounts on a, on a regular basis? Well, actually, there are several. Um, okay. As far as different goals and different objectives, there's a lot of ways you can utilize third party apps on your mobile device, such as Kick. Uh, Kick is, you know, prior to DMs being 
possible on Instagram, people used to communicate heavily on Kick, and they still do. So Kick is a messaging app that you know a lot of the niche pages use to communicate and to collaborate. Mm-hmm. But you know DMs also work. You know anything like Excel. Obviously, you can build Excel databases and and uh, list all the accounts that you want to work with and and just really organize and, and crunch your data there. Um, there's apps like Dropbox is a very good one, or any other cloud-based mm-hmm. uh, you know media storage lockers where you can distribute and and synchronize your media across your entire team. Yeah. So for example, if you have a, a digital marketing department in your company, uh, Dropbox is a very good tool to use to distribute the media among the team members, you know, and have them be posted and viewed and, and critiqued that way. Uh, another good tool is is PayPal because everybody on Instagram uses PayPal for for their okay. Transactions. Okay. What about any Instagram marketing specific tools? Do you have any? Right. 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 Yeah. There's uh, there's Iconosquare, which is the classic, okay. tried and true, you know, good data reporting system. But there's other more uh, detailed uh, analytics reporting systems like Simply Measured is a very good one, and Next Big Sound is another one that's more music industry centric. But okay. they report on a lot of things from you know going beyond Instagram, but all the social mediums tied together into one. So that's a very good, useful tool because, you know, it goes beyond Instagram. Marketing is more than just Instagram. So there's other tools that you can use to automate your behaviors, such as Instagress and and things like that, where, you know, it's kind of like a set and forget kind of thing. Uh Those are kind of more, you know, gray area because the ethics of that is questionable. But people use those to basically hit the quota of how many likes they can place every hour and how many mm-hmm. followers and following that they place, you know. I'm sure you've seen somebody follow you and then unfollow you. That's somebody using an automated system. Okay. 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 Besides Instagram, are there any other you know um, Instagram automation tools you would recommend? I can't think of any off the top of my head, but there's also other tools like Hootsuite and and things like that that, that don't necessarily post for you because you can't make a post on anywhere except the mobile device but there are sites like that that can remind you when to post and you know basically give you your content so it's doing everything that you know tweet deck sort of does except for actually post for you okay brilliant 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 okay um let's wrap up finally could you let our audience know how they can find and reach reach out to you I'm available uh, via email, simon at igshoutouts.com or uh, or on Skype, simon.height. Last name is H-E-I-T. Also via the contact form on the, on our, the bottom of our website, igshoutouts.com. Good stuff, good stuff. Um, I would be sure to link um, to, 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 to all of those. Um, thank you so much for, for coming on the show, Simon. It's, it's been a pleasure. And um, to all 2Xers, Thank you for sticking to the very end of today's episode and hope you found Simon's Instagram influencer tips inspiring and actionable um, for running your Instagram campaigns. I'll share all his details in the show notes and all of the links um, to the tools um, in the show notes. There'll be a blog post which will just expand into you know more detail. Um, well, into detail, into every detail we've covered here in, 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 in our conversation. Um, just head over to 2xecommerce.com to, to grab the show notes and to read the full transcript. And um, yeah, if you're not on our email list, you know, just pop in, sign up um, and um, you will get, um, you know, lots of actionable e-commerce tips. 
until the very next show. Do have a good one, everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of 2X e-commerce. To help you get more actionable insights and e-commerce growth hacks that will help you 2X your online retail business, hop over to 2xecommerce.com. It's a blog dedicated to e-commerce and multi-channel marketing run by the show's host, Kunle Campbell. 2xecommerce.com is packed full of articles and guides to help increase traffic to your store, increase repeat purchases, and average order value. Thanks for listening. Visit 2xecommerce.com.